Welcome, welcome to Win Doc Speaks. I am your host, Doc Holly. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, we are actually going to talk about the task of mourning. Mourning is absolutely necessary. And I am one who typically uh, not necessarily like to share my experience, but um, definitely like to encourage and provide hope to others as I have experienced loss, um, a major loss in my life with my father in his battle with pancreatic cancer. And so one of the things that I learned is that after a death, um, we as survivors are left to face the pain of grief and a world without the person that we love. And so mourning is the process of adapting to loss through the completion of four tasks which these tasks will prove to be really, really helpful to you. Now, keep in mind that adapting does not mean forgetting. It means finding a way to cherish the memories of a loved one while continuing to move forward in life. It means adjusting to a world without our loved ones while holding a place for them in our hearts. So I want to be able to take this podcast and actually help you through some things that have actually helped me in my mourning process. And the first one, task one, is going to be accept the reality of the loss. Accept the reality of the loss. After a death, it's common that the reality of the situation is minimized or denied. So when we complete this particular task, the reality of the loss must be fully accepted, both intellectually and emotionally. And what I mean by that is, is that sometimes we numb ourselves to the loss and we don't see that this is real, that this has happened. And as a result, our emotions will suffer. We never go through the the moments of actually grieving it because we're still in denial. So it is very important to get to a place where you accept the reality that this loss, it actually happened. And once you can accept that, both intellectually and emotionally, now we can move forward to task two, which task two is process the pain of the grief process the pain of grief. Grief involves painful emotions such as sadness, anger, and guilt. We've all experienced this, sadness, anger, and guilt. And it can be tempting to avoid like those kind of feelings, like bearing them rather than facing them. However, when we work through grief, it means that we confront, we name, we make sense of what we are feeling. And this is the process. Many people don't want to experience the sadness. They don't want to cry, you know, or they don't want the the anger to come up because it makes them feel a particular type of way. Or they may feel guilty about how the relationship of the loved one um, that they, you know, may have some regrets, let's say. But it is very important that while you're working through your grief, that you confront those things, you, you name it, you know, you, you write down what you're feeling and just begin to process the pain of your grief and start to make sense of the emotions that you are feeling. So one more time, task one, accept the reality of the loss. Task two, 
process the pain of grief. Now we're going to move into the third task. The third task is a little bit more detailed and requires a little bit more work, but it is definitely doable. And it is one that you have to really make sure that you've done task one and two before you can even get to it because it's adjusting to a world without your loved one, without the deceased. The death of a loved one will usually bring about a number of life changes. And these can range from minor changes in like your daily routines um, to the adoption of an entirely new worldview. And so this third task is about really navigating these changes and adjusting to the world without the one that you love. So one key factor in making this adjustment to a world without your loved one is internal adjustments, internal adjustments. And these are changes to your identity. We as survivors may have to answer the question, who am I now? Who am I now? And sometimes when you start to ask that question, you may experience some, some self-esteem issues because maybe you don't know who you are without that person being in your life. So this is a key, key factor of adjusting to a world without our loved ones is taking an internal look and discover who am I now? Now that they're gone, who am I without them being here? The second part of this task is external adjustments. And this includes taking on new roles, developing new skills. We as survivors may have to take on tasks that were handled by our loved ones, such as cooking or childcare or just something that they was doing that with them not being present. Now we got to, you know, take on these responsibilities and, and pick up the, the, the pieces of the puzzle or continue to, you know, pull, put forth their legacy or, you know, whatever the case may be. But we really need to get to a place to where we start looking outward and find it out. How do we pick up the pieces of the puzzle and continue to allow things to move forward and the ball not get dropped after the loss of a loved one? And sometimes it is a huge responsibility that you may find yourself having to delegate something. But doing this assessment is definitely vital. It is key. Spiritual adjustments is the third one. Spiritual adjustments are changes to our belief, values, assumptions about the world. For example, a belief that the world is fair might change after you lose someone. As survivors, we may choose to like reaffirm, modify, or replace how we look at the world. You know, we, you know, sometimes we'll get to a place to where um, I, I don't think that the world is fair. You know, we're dealing with something that uh, for me, when my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, I was very hurt. I was bitter because then I'm like, there has to be something to it. It's in the food. So obviously, you know, I'm pointing fingers now and I'm like, it's in the food. It's in the food. It's in the food. It has to be in the food because what did he do so differently in life um, that would, you know, take on something outside of eating and, and what he was drinking, like water, you know, and different things like that. So to me, I felt like it had to be in the food. Um, so definitely just taking moments to reevaluate and to get to a place of, 
my faith not being adjusted and my beliefs in um, the world and the things that surround is definitely was key. Task four, find a way to remember our loved ones while moving forward in life. This one here, for some people, um, when, you know, the loved one has passed on there, they feel like that if I move forward in life, it's like I'm forgetting my loved one. And so when you move on, it doesn't mean that you're forgetting them. It means that you're finding a place for your loved one in your thoughts, a place that's important, but still leaves room for other people. Like, I understand that that person has great value, but there may be other loved ones that surround you that absolutely need, need you to show up and be present for them as well. So completing this particular task means finding a healthy balance between cherishing those memories and moving forward in life. Um, one of the ways that I uh, was able to successfully and still am implementing to, to remember my loved one, my father, was I created a foundation in his honor. And it was a way for me to be able to educate people on pancreatic cancer in a very simple way. But they can go to a website, um, the Facebook page that we have, you know, can point people to the website or they can find information there. And then in addition to that, it also allowed me an opportunity to connect with other people that was experiencing the same thing that I did um, with a loved one and was at a loss because pancreatic cancer was foreign to me. And so it, it created kind of like a support group for me of people who were going through similar situations um, where their loved one was faced with this, this you know, horrible debilitating disease um, that basically has, you know, an accelerated death rate. And no one wants to hear that. But to be able to offer hope uh, to those that are going through is is the key. So definitely... Um, utilizing that website for my father and being able to talk to others going into hospitals which is obviously hard in covid but going into hospitals um you know in the oncology department and being able to speak to those and you know pray with people you know offer them care packets and different things of that nature definitely are ways to be able to remember to give back to offer hope and just to do something for other people and keep the legacy of the loved one alive but also uh, move forward in a healthy place to where you're grieving so i hope these key tasks have been helpful to you i hope that you will definitely implement them because i always like to encourage people to grieve in a healthy way I can admit that for me personally, when my father passed away, I was completely numb and it, it did, it did something to me and it was, I, I couldn't explain it, but my adjustment to my grief was not what I would normally like encourage someone else like to go through. So to me, it, it has been the greatest learning lesson for me personally. So I just want to remind you that mourning is a process of adapting to loss and you can do that by completing these four tasks and they are once again number one accept the reality of the loss number two process the pain of grief number three adjust to a world without the deceased number four find a way to remember the deceased while moving forward in life 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Windoc Speaks. Until we meet again, as I always say, you owe it to yourself to do the things that you need to continue to progressively move forward in life. Until next time, take care.